everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. We're excited to be talking to you today. We're talking about sleep. Sleep. I love sleep. <laughs> it's delightful. It's a true story. <laughs> Ashley's one of those who requires a tight 12 hours a night. <laughs> I wish, but you know what? It is funny. One time we were, um, Ryan was filling out, we were filling out a sleep survey for something. And, um, and he, you, you leaned over. I remember you, I'll never forget it. You leaned over and you said to me, Ashley, how many hours of sleep a night do you, do you want? And I said, 12. And you looked at me like I was crazy. I think your first answer was <laughs> all of them. All of them. I want all the hours. I think that was your first answer. So. I do love some good sleep. So let's talk about sleep a little bit. You know, what's funny is that um, this topic, sleep in general, is one of the most, we don't have a lot of chiro- a lot of patients that come into our office just because of sleep. They're, they, they're not coming, you know, typically they're not coming in and saying, hey, I'd like to go see you because I'm having issues sleeping um, and I know that this is going to help me. But it's one of those things that is one of our most frequently mentioned can you call it a side effect, a side benefit, a, 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 a benefit. Uh, yeah, a benefit of chiropractic? It's care. one of the most commonly reported changes people see in their health is when they yes. get adjusted that they go, yeah, you know, I don't know if X, Y, and Z changed yet, but I slept really, really great last night. And sleep. and I yes. and I want to talk about this through the lens. We can talk a little bit about quality um, of sleep in terms of like, can you sleep? Do you fall asleep easily or whatever? But I also want to talk about. The other side of this was um, what we get asked all the time is uh, what kind of bed should I sleep on? What kind of pillow should I sleep on? Does it matter? Is there stuff that's, you know, I think I have a bad bed. I think my bed's too old. Right. Like, how do you, like, what, how do you know um, if your bed's the problem or, um, or, you know, is it just your spine? Is your spine the problem? Is your spine old and your bed's fine? (laughs) Um, You know, and and these are like questions we get frequently. So we're going to talk through some of these with some intentionality, but we also will talk about like, why do people sleep better when they get adjusted? That's a big part of this too. So if you're having any issues with sleep, um, listen in because this is going to be a great, um, you know, half hour that we're going to just be talking about how to get the most out of your sleep. Um, so number one, does everybody require the same amount of sleep? The answer is yes and no. Everybody requires a, um, you have to have quality sleep, particularly for a few hours a night. And then if you don't hit that window, then you actually have to sleep more. Right. So there's four hours a night that are the most important between 10 and 2, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And that isn't always perfectly 10 and 2. Sure. That's just the average based on what's called circadian rhythms. So what they found was when people were sleeping um, during those hours, they were hitting the most REM sleep cycles. Somehow like the, the sun and the moon play a role in our sleep. And so that, that was a huge thing. Now, if you don't hit those four hours, then you're going to require a lot more sleep to recover. And, um, because that you're getting less REM cycles per night. That being said, not everyone's the same. Some people require more sleep. Some people, um, their, their brains are more active throughout the day. I know that that's you. Like you have a very, very active brain. You're thinking about a lot of different things all day long. I'm more like, uh, you know, I take, two to two and a half hours every day at lunch, especially in my long days to like not think about anything. So I I don't think I require the same recovery because there are times that I'm going intentionally because of something I have to do later in the day, like a doctor's report or a talk 
that, or a radio show like this, that I'll spend intentional time, like meditating and clearing my brain. And I really think that that requires less activity than if, you know, brain, like less recovery than if you were running around just doing a bunch of thinking about everything. I'm like that. What is that meme where it says, this is what my brain's like. And it's like that browser with, with a hundred tabs that are open. open. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. So it's a different thing. Yeah. I need a lot more um, time to decompress and and to really like, yep, to get in there and feel rested. So there's that. I mean, the basics on sleep, you know, we want to, so eight hours a night, is that the number? Most people say between six and eight. Um, There's research that shows people who get that eight, they have less disease that they have less heart troubles. So, um, People who have trouble, like that are waking up frequently, you know, I guess um, sometimes a question is like, why are you waking up? So this is one that we get in the office very frequently is people will come in and you, you said people don't come to see us for sleep frequently, but actually it's one of the most brought up things in their initial conversation. Cause they'll sure. say frequently like, yeah, my next bed, I don't know why it happened. Maybe I slept wrong or they'll say, you know, my back hurts. I might've slept wrong. Or they'll say, you know, I think my bed, I, I think there's something wrong with my bed. Cause I wake up every morning and I'm hurting. Um, So sleep comes up a lot in our initial conversation. So, um, and listen, it's a very, uh, they say that chronic long-term sleep related disorders affect about 1.5 million Americans each year. And they spend an estimated $16 billion in medical costs annually around those sleep issues. So it's really interesting to me because if you're, you know, sleep pharmaceuticals, changing your sheets, buying the, um, the mattress cover that keeps you cool, like going and spending money on a new mattress, all of those things. If you're doing all of those things and not looking into chiropractic care, that's a, it's a major misstep. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's not uncommon for people to spend two, three, four, five or more thousand dollars. I mean, I know that we have spent that much on a bed, um, not on even on the bed, but on the mattress, like we've bought a $5,000 sleep number mattress before. Right. Um, And I mean, it blows me away. People spend that on a mattress and not work on their own body. But let's talk about this. So how do you know if your mattress is good or bad? Um, Number one, the average mattress is built to last about seven to 10 years. Now they may advertise more than that, or they might put something on there. But if your bed's older than seven to 10 years, time to get rid of it. Just think about your car when it's seven to 10 years old. Think about your refrigerator when it's seven to 10 years old. Think about your um, furniture in your house, seven to 10 years old, it's starting to break down. It doesn't mean that things can't be fixed on your refrigerator or your car, but it's starting to break down and have problems. The problem is there's not a bed mechanic, mat- mattress mechanic. Right. Nobody's coming in to, um, fix the upper bypass radiator hose on your, <laughs> on your, uh, you know, mattress. Um, when a mattress starts to break down, it's starting to break down. It's going to have a direct effect on your sleep, your quality of sleep, and ultimately your health. So seven to 10 years. So right away, if you've had a mattress longer than seven to 10 years, chances are it's time to get rid of it. Right. Um, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, now, you know, they used to tell you flipping mattresses and stuff like that could extend the life of your mattress. And I, I, I think so much has changed in the industry that that's not true anymore. But as a general rule of thumb, if you're waking up and you're feeling stiff and sore uh, every single morning, then it's probably time to replace your mattress and or, you know, again, if you're a chiropractic patient, um, you shouldn't feel like that every morning. If you're not a chiropractic patient, um, you know, we, we can talk about why you would get checked for chiropractic um and not change your mattress. But again, seven to 10 years old, probably time to get rid of it. Right. Um or seven to 10 years old, and this is going to sound silly, but move it to a guest room where it's going to get slept on, you know, once every few right. weeks or months. 
and it might last you a few more years. So we did that. We, we had our mattress for about five years, five, six years. It wasn't really breaking down, but we just were like, Hey, you know, we want to, let's go spend some more money um, than we had back five years ago. Right. And let's get a more comfortable mattress. And we did. And so we moved the other mattress to the guest bedroom and guests love it because it's still right. a pretty high quality mattress. Yeah, it's a great mattress. And it'll last probably instead of only lasting seven to 10 years in that room, it might last another uh, five to eight because it's not getting slept on that often. So you know, now we're going to get 12, 15 years. So rotating the mattress and moving your mattress into the guest bedroom and getting rid of the guest bedroom mattress, it's a great way of extending the life of a, a higher quality mattress. So seven to 10 years, if you spent $500 on your mattress, chances are it's not lasting seven to 10 years. Right. Um, considering that mattresses, king size mattresses can cost upwards of $5,000 and that's supposed to last roughly 10 years. If you paid 500 you know, after one or two years, you're probably going to start seeing the level of breakdown that you would see after one that's only taking, you know, is it that it will take longer. So, um, number two pillow, what kind of pillow do I use? Yes. You have to be sleeping in a position that is spinal neutral. Ooh. So spinal neutral. So what that means is if you're laying down the best position you could sleep on is your back and you want something supporting the curve of your neck the curve of your neck, and even the curve of your lower back. So frequently people will put a pillow under their knees or put a pillow between their knees or whatever, but they don't really think about using a pillow that's actually designed for the curvatures of your spine. Yes. Um, we don't even use pillows um, all the time. Yes. We actually do some spinal rehab while we're sleeping. So It's the best time to do spinal rehab. Yeah. So let's talk about this. How many hours are you sleeping? <laughs> well... Well, let's not so, do the math on 12 because I don't really get 12 in. Let's call it eight. Let's call it eight. Yep. And say you're sleeping eight. You're getting in. How many hours is that in a week? 56 hours. And then in a year, that's roughly 3,000 hours. And we talked about in a lifetime, you're, you're sleeping 23 hours, I believe it is, of your or 23 um, years of your life. So you're spending roughly a third of your life or you know a quarter to a third of your life, depending on how old you live to be sleeping. Right. So it's critical that you're, you're healing while you're sleeping because yes. you are healing while you're sleeping. That's a big point of sleep. Right. Right. But are you healing well? Right. So our, our patients, especially ones who are going through corrective care in our office, we have, they're called, um, their spine, spinal, uh, um, rolls. Yeah, but what's the word I was looking for? What it would it be? It's like a spinal orthotic. Yes, um, yes. That you would put under your neck and under your lower back because you have three curves of your spine. The middle curve you don't need to support as much when you're sleeping due to the position of it, but your neck curve and your low back curve um, flatten out when you're laying on your back. Yes. So you want to put something underneath your back and your neck, and so we use these foam spinal rolls, and um, they're very supportive. I've actually x-rayed people on different pillows. Yes. So taken x-rays of them on 10, 15, 20 different pillows, and we only found one pillow that came close to doing what these spinal rolls do, but the spinal rolls did it the best. And what they do is they support the curvatures and keep them in their healthy position yep. so that you don't lose the curvature of your spine. Why? Because a loss of curvature in your spine is a major, major, major reason for a lot of the health issues that we see people having. Curvature of the spine... Uh, flattening out can literally damage your entire nervous system. Think of a banana and the curve in a banana. And then when you straighten out the banana, if you grabbed a banana and tried to straighten it out, what would you do to the inside and all the material inside the banana? Right, right. Which I think is a great example. Like you, you just, you just squash all that material and it, and it, and you're not doing any help, you know, like it's, it's doing damage. So right? imagine that's your spinal cord. That's the connection there right. is we're not talking about bananas. We don't care about 
smashing bananas. We're talking about <laughs> the banana is is this a metaphor. A the banana campaign. No, it's a metaphor for what's happening to your right. cervical spine when you bend your cervical spine in the wrong direction for eight hours a night. Right. So sleeping on your back with a with no pillow flattens out your curve. Sleeping on your back with too big of a ki- pillow flattens out your curve and gives you severe forward head posture. Right. And there's so many other things in our lives that we do that give us forward head posture. We really, we cannot afford to spend this, these hours sleeping, no, giving ourselves is, more forward head posture. This is the time you're not on a computer. This is the time you're not on a phone. So you want to be restoring any curvature that you may have affected during the day. And the only way to do that is laying on your back with a spinal aid um, uh, orthotic uh, underneath the neck. Um, there's one that we used to use called the Denerol, De- Denerol, Denerol. Um, but the one we use is made by Max Living. You can find it right on our Max Living store. There's a there's a um, link to the spinal you to aids. Alignyourhealth.com and you can find um, all of those resources right there for sleep. So neck position. There's also a pillow that we recommend. I, the pillow works less good than the um, spinal aids. Right. But if you you know can't stand those aids for a long period of time, if you need to sleep on your side, now this is the next most important thing is you don't want to sleep with your head you know lower than it should be. Like the pillow's too small and you're kind of cranking your neck off to one side. If you're sleeping on your side and your pillow's too big, all of a sudden it's pushing your head too far up when you're laying on your side. So you want your spine and your neck, especially in a neutral position, the best way to do this, have a pillow that keeps your head in a neutral position to the rest of your spine. So um, the brand that we use is called Therapeutica. Therapeutica. Yep, it's a great pillow. You can find it on Amazon. In fact, uh, don't tell the Therapeutica people, but Amazon's return policy is better. Don't tell the <laughs> Amazon people either. Um, so if something happens and you buy the right size, Therapeutica won't take it back, but Amazon will. Right. Um, so anyway, but it has a seven-year warranty. It's just a great pillow, um, and it helps keep your spine neutral. So um, if, you're a stomach, if you're a side sleeper and you're side sleeping and your pillow is too big or too small, that could be the reason for your neck problems. And we can see it on x-ray. We can see it all the time. You'll, you'll actually have a subluxation in your lower neck to upper back um, based on the shape of how you sleep. Now, the other thing we look at is... Are you a stomach sleeper? Because if you are, I guarantee your spine is a mess. So this is, some people are hearing this for the very first time, and this was shocking when I first met you. You will not have a healthy spine or nervous system being a stomach sleeper, and you will not have good health being a stomach sleeper um, eventually. Eventually, stomach sleeping will destroy your spine, which in turn will put damage to your nervous system, which in turn will destroy your health. Right, which is horrible news. And now I'm a reformed stomach sleeper, so horrible news to the stomach sleepers out there. But there is hope because you can change the way you sleep. And some people are like, oh, I'm not a stomach sleeper. I kind of sleep sometimes more on my side. Or whatever. No, no, no. Listen, first of all, nobody sleeps directly on their stomach because you'd suffocate. So the first right. thing you do is turn your head to the right or the left. Right. But now your spine is rotated from the upper part of the spine near the skull all the way down to your mid thoracic spine. It's creating tension in your middle and lower back. Right. So what you do is whatever side, think about if you're a stomach sleeper, I want you to picture this because I know exactly what you're doing. I know it because I used to do it and I see it all the time. So your head's turned to one side and I promise you, you do it to one side more than the other. Your head's turned to one side. So pick your side. And now, because it created tension in your middle lower back, what do you do? You got to kick your leg up. You bring that leg up. Right. You bring that leg up. You sleep one leg straight, one leg bent. And now you have rotated upper neck into thoracic spine. 
the curve in the neck flattens out in most cases actually reverses. Right. The lower back rotates the opposite direction and your hips are way out of alignment. So when right. I take a neutral x-ray on you from the front and the side, I see a huge hip imbalance, usually a curvature in your lower back. It's destroying the lower back, the L4, L5 disc. Your hip flexors on one side are going to be tight all the time, SI jammed up. When you stand throughout the day and you start getting tired, you have the tendency to you shift all your weight to one leg instead of the other. If you're a female, chances right. are you cross your legs and you sit on one butt cheek more than the other. Why? Because <laughs> eight hours a night, you're training your spine to be in that position. Right. And I can look at your x-rays and I can tell you what side you turn your head to all night because you'll have severe rotation at somewhere in your spine, whether it's C2 or down around T2. One of those areas will have some really severe rotation. Here's what happens. You do this long enough, you start getting chronic headaches. Right. You get chronic headaches. You have greater sinus issues. Right. Um, you might have uh, acid reflux because your middle back starts to rotate and shift out of alignment, starts putting pressure on the nerves in your middle back. So that creates uh, reflux and indigestion. Your low back, if your hips, you turn those hips and your hips are off by, you know, more than several millimeters, people are going to have greater low back pain. They're going to have um, reproductive issues, fertility issues, menstrual issues, heavy um, periods or erratic periods. You're going to have uh, men, you're going to develop more prostate related issues and, and more um, bladder and, and erectile related issues. So sleeping on your stomach, I mean, you tell a female sleeping on her stomach is what's creating some of her infertility that's bad news. You tell a male sleeping on his stomach is messing with his ability to maintain uh, performance, if you know what I mean. Like, that's a bad deal. Nobody, nobody, you Nobody's know, signing up for stomach sleeping yeah. after all that. I'm like, well, I don't know if I can stop sleeping on my stomach. Well, it's messing with your, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll stop sleeping on my stomach. Stop sleeping on my stomach. Yep. So. Absolutely. So stomach sleeping, the worst, the worst thing you could do for your spine because you're doing it again, you're doing it 23 years of your life. You know, if you're a, a, a constant stomach, stomach sleeper. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, um, sleeping and, and speaking of segueing from, you know, fertility or infertility issues based on that stomach sleeping and just how it, it, it messes with your spine. Um, but let's talk about one of my favorite things, and that is sleep and chiropractic kids, because there is a very, very, very huge difference between kids who get adjusted, babies, infants, right out of birth, right, right after birth, who get adjusted, and their sleep cycles, and kids who are not adjusted. Yeah, um, it's not just kids, though. I mean, it's human beings. So right. yes, babies, but um, it, like I said, adults. One of the most common things, the, the top few common things we frequently hear after people get adjusted, you know, a, I just, I feel, I feel like emotionally they feel different. They feel lighter. What the big thing is they, I slept amazing last night. Like I slept great after that adjustment. I would say probably 80%, 70, 80% of our patients say they slept great after their first adjustment. So now infants, it's common that infants don't sleep really good, except for some kids are like parents like, Oh my God, they sleep incredibly these kids, you know, this kid sleeps incredibly and all the other parents are jealous or ticked off. Like, oh, you you must have just got lucky. You got a good baby. No, right. Right. no. All the other kids are walking around with subluxated necks and spines. They just came out through the birth canal and that's a tiny little opening and the doctor grabbed their head, pulled, twisted, yanked them out. C-section, it's way worse. Right. C-sections, um, we did a show on this, but they use a hundred pounds or more of force <sighs> that when they pull the kid by the head out of a C-section, mom would come up off the table 
if nurses weren't holding her down, that's common for that to happen. So these kids' necks, like in, in the United States, there, there was a medical doctor who did this research at Harvard, and he showed that um, 80% of children uh, post-birth had spinal trauma to their neck, 80% because of our that's birthing practices in the United States and how, how kids are birthed. So that, that just goes to show us that these kids are all subluxated, and because they're subluxated, they need to be getting adjusted because they're not getting adjusted. They're not sleeping well. Right. So a big, big, big part of kids sleeping well is getting good chiropractic care. It's the most common thing we hear is parents will frequently say, man, they got adjusted. Um, you know, and the kid might be coming in for other reasons, uh, uh, ear infections, right. uh, digestive related issues, reflux if they're infants, you know, if they're older kids, possibly things like ADD, ADHD, asthma. These are things that respond really well to chiropractic care. Not because we're treating those conditions, but because those conditions, when the spine has irritation or interference to it, those conditions heal better when we remove that interference. And so this just goes, it's just really simple that, you know, you start adjusting these kids and first thing that changes is there's less stress, less interference in their body. They go into a better sleep cycle and a better sleep state. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories. We had we had a mom and dad patients um, who came into the clinic and they had heard they had twins, and this mom and dad they were wonderful people, but they hadn't slept in. They had three children under fourteen months. No, something like that. So they had brand new twins that were a couple weeks old couple or weeks whatever, old. and then they had another daughter who was like, like they basically had her and got pregnant again. However, that right, would be. is right. that. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like she was only like 12 months old, maybe. Right, right. So they came in and these poor folks, my gosh, they just hadn't been, they hadn't slept in weeks since they had these twins. They were disheveled. They were distraught. They came in and they said, we have heard that chiropractic can help babies sleep. And now we had to say, we had to say chiropractor doesn't, chiropractic doesn't treat anything. It doesn't cure sleeping. It doesn't make babies sleep. It doesn't do any of those things, but it does remove interference. It does normalize the function of the body. It does create a scenario where the body is meant to do what it's going to do. And so we do put, we do help babies get in that state of where they're, where they're supposed to be, where they're subluxation free, where their body's just operating on how it should. And they're sleeping peacefully. So this parent, these parents came in, they, we adjusted these babies, wonderful young ladies. And then they went home and lo and behold, the next day we come into the office. Well, they weren't even scheduled for the next day. They weren't even scheduled. They, they, uh, so we adjusted them on a Thursday and they they were rescheduled for the following Monday to, to check them again. Yep. We said, Hey, we, you know, adjust them today and then let's, let's follow up on Monday and see how they did over the weekend. They're, they're waiting at the door when we get to the office on Friday morning. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, the mom's name was Sarah. And I'm like, Sarah, is everything okay? And she goes, whatever you did yesterday, do it again. We need it. We need it. She said, <laughs> my husband and I woke up. She said, it was like four hours into the night. We both woke up. It's the most sleep we've had in, you know, since the twins were born. She said, we felt amazing, but we immediately were terrified because we were like, oh no, we, they didn't wake us up. So they ran down to the bedroom thinking, you know, something was wrong. wrong. Right. And the kids are all, all three kids are sleeping soundly. And they're like, we were checking to make sure they were still breathing. <laughs> we right. were, cause like it was, it was unbelievable. And they said, we went back to sleep and slept for another four hours. They said all three kids slept for eight straight hours. It's amazing. 
Now, you know, it's not like infants frequently sleep for eight straight hours because they get up and nurse or whatever, but these kids had been subluxated since birth. And so as soon as they got adjusted, they went into a healing state and they slept probably, you know, it was like super duper sleep that they were um, sleeping for healing and regeneration. And these kids were probably exhausted too. Right. If they they had not been sleeping. Right. And, and listen, there's a parent out there right now who need who needs this, who needs to hear that, who needs it, who's probably going to show up at our door before we even open for the next time that we come into the office. And if you want, if you want to bring your kids in, if you want to get them to get checked, if you'd like to get checked, or if you know, you know, you're a stomach sleeper and you're like, I, I didn't realize that I was doing that. I promise you, if you've slept on your stomach for any length of time, I'm talking like more than a year, your spine is probably a train wreck. Right. And I, I mean, I, I don't mean that to be. I just mean like if we take an x-ray, you're going to probably be able to look at the x-ray yourself, untrained, not a radiologist, no analysis, just like take an x-ray and you're going to probably look at it and go, oh my gosh, is that supposed to look like that? Because you're going to be able to pick up on what, think about the position you're in all night. Think about your head turned to the side. Think about your hip up. Think about what your spine looks like. It's shaped like an S when you do that. And, you know... Every night, in, 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 I, well, Dr. Ryan, I switch back and forth. No, you spend probably, if you're a stomach sleeper and you, if I mean, if you're the type of person that you wake up and you're on your stomach when you wake up, chances are you're mostly on your stomach and your spine's in a bad position. I'm telling you, you're going to want to take care of that at some point. You, you Right now is the time. Like if you keep waiting, it is going to start causing irreversible damage. And the longer you wait, the worse it gets. So you know, our number, um, again, 513-777-7575. You can go to Align Your Health, or sorry, AlignHealthCenter.com, AlignHealthCenter.com, and yep. you can schedule an appointment right there on our website. Um, really convenient to do it that way, even from your phone, super easy to do. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 w- our whole point of this show is we don't want you to follow us every week and just hear good information. Yes. I mean, I don't want you to like, we try to bring good information every week. We try to make the show valuable every week. But the worst thing we could do is have avid listeners who are learning a lot about their health and then still are not taking care of their spine and nervous system, still have no idea how to really approach their nutrition and, you know, like, are they exposed to toxicity they didn't know about? Right. So we call them the five essentials that there's five areas that we help our patients with. And what's funny is not every patient has a problem in every area and right. not every patient has a problem in all five areas that or you know what I mean? Sometimes it's one, but if we're intentional about trying to figure out where your health issues lie, um, just coming to a place that's going to be proactive and not reactive and a doctor that's working with you to build health and not build disease. Cause that's what the other doctors do. I mean, no offense, but if they're putting you on drugs, they're not helping you build health. They're helping you build more disease over time. Right. Um, it's very simple. Take a look at the person who, you know, that takes the most drugs. Are they healthier than most people or are they sicker than most people? Chances are they're sicker and they're sicker, not just because of their conditions they are sicker because of the drugs. Right. And if your goal is over time to end up on the most amount of drugs throughout your life, there's plenty of places Just that you can go Just keep seeing a medical doctor. Right. You, there's plenty of places you can go to do that. If your goal looks different than that, if your goal is to say, can I be, right now, if you're, a, if you're a couple, if you are a married couple over the age of 60 and neither one of you are on a medication, you are one in, what is it, 10,000? It's at least that. I think it's even more than that. I can't remember the exact stat. We used to use this stat a long time ago and I... It, I 
It was, it's an astounding yeah. statistic. If you're not on a drug and never been diagnosed with a major condition, you're like one in a thousand. But if you're a couple um, and you're doing it together, neither one of you has a diagnosed health issue, you, you're no diseases, and you're not on any drugs, you're like one in ten thousand. Um, it, it, it's a it's a pretty crazy number, but. Um, it doesn't mean you can't move back in the other direction. It doesn't mean Absolutely. you can't heal. It doesn't mean you can't get healthier. You just, you're not going to do it taking pharmaceuticals. You're not going to do it ignoring your spine. You're not going to do it without having an intentional nutrition plan that you follow. Like, and I, I'm not saying dieting. I'm saying just, if I were to say, how do you eat? You would be able to name off kind of what the standards in your nutrition plan are. Like I eat this, I don't eat this. I only allow myself so much of this, like, you know, here's the quality standards I have. This is what I buy organic. Here's what I, how I, here's the type of meat that I consume. Here's the type of meat I don't consume. Right. Um, you should have a plan for that. So as, as a doctor of health, that's what chiropractors are. I mean, yeah, we take care of the spine, but chiropractors really, um, you know, chiropractic was all about, it was a philosophy, science, and art of things natural. That was part of the definition of chiropractic. And so we're concerned with doing the natural thing that's promoting health and, and getting you healing. And if you want to get somewhere different than where you're at right now, you're not going to be able to do it doing the same things that you've always done. It's going to look different. And I would say you probably need someone who knows more than you about it. And, right. and this is, you know, this is what we've done for 15 years. So um, hope you guys get the best night of sleep tonight. And uh, just thanks for listening. Please join us again next week, um, 7.30 a.m. on Sundays. And then don't forget, go back and listen to old episodes on the podcast. The podcast can be found on iTunes. It's called Align Your Health. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Give us a call, 513-777-7575. And this is Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.